Trendy is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, must be 21 years or older. Welcome back to another edition of Trendy, presented by Overhaul, the show where we like to explore the best way to wager for casual cappers. And I am here with one Dave Damashek, who does what Dave Damashek does, which is give out winners when nobody thinks that he can. And I don't mean to disparage you, Dave, but you said it yourself, that people think you look down on you and think you don't know what you're talking about. But every time you come on, you come into this first show and you jump out to a lead and you've done it again. 5.7 to 3.6. You did the exact right thing by doubling down on Michigan. You got multiple bets down on them and you made them your cred and they led you to victory. How are you feeling after the first episode? Validated once again. How much more validation do I need, though? I think we're just, uh, you know... Uh, further proving what I hope we both already understood that Dave is your gambling pal, but he's your informed pal. He knows what he's talking about. I did lament. I was on such a heater that I was bummed out when the penguins were closing out the flyers that I was going to miss on the Crosby goal. I that yeah. was the one bummer that they had a nice night and they didn't do that, but I did still still feel nice and cozy having a, a lead once again. I was not surprised. I mean, the main reason that I have jumped out there, as you say, is that Michigan hammered Washington and it played out in exactly the way I said it would, except for the fact that it did feel to me like for everything going exactly chalk in an X and O sense to me that the Michigan run game would make hay against Washington and that Penix would struggle against that nasty pass rush and all that. All true. Except that in the fourth quarter, it could have and maybe even should have been a tie game if not for the referee throwing that flag on the holding call. It really did. And we'll move on from it as a, oh, as a nation. And we forget, forget that flag because we've already, as a society, moved past the Jim Harbaugh scandal stuff. Like he's going to leave. And now someone else is going to be left holding the bill on that, but he's going to leave Michigan, I think, still. Um, and so no one's going to obsess over the flag, and that's the benefit that these referees have. No one wants to keep going back and schoolmarming the schoolmarms and saying, like, see, they blew that. But it is valid <laughs> without that holding call. Washington, at worst, gets out of that drive down four with 10 minutes left in the national championship game. Yeah, and there's real-world implications to what you just said. Like, there's a lot of Huskies fans that are sitting in bars in Washington that will be talking about that call for the next year and, and reliving it. And they had a lot more emotional stakes in it, but it also affects us as gamblers. And you say the reason that you're winning is Michigan. I can also point to the refereeing at the end of the Indiana-Boston game where I had them as my cred pick. It was minus three and a half. And there was yet another apology issued by the league or semi-apology when they came out with a two-minute report that says that that was a bonus, a bogus call on Porzingis, should have gone over T where the Celtics would have had a chance to cover, or they could have called the foul on Jalen Brown earlier. He makes both free throws, Pacers miss, they foul, two more free throws, and I cover that way as well. So, like, it's not just the people that are rooting for the teams, it's us gamblers that are being affected. But, Dave, I, I don't want to move I on do have to that. say, I do have to say, I wasn't thinking about Pacers fans so much as I was thinking of Toby Mergler when I saw Halliburton take the splits. That was a nice mm -hmm. show he did for you, at least, but not yeah. one you wanted to see. But still, yeah. it was a nice effort from him. Not one that ended up paying off. But um, before we, we kind of get into our picks, like you guys talk about the refs frequently on minus three. I would say it's a, a common topic of conversation for you and Hench and Spaghetti. An obsession? And uh, maybe, maybe not. And it's one that is righteous. It's, it is an obsession. It's a righteous one. Uh, but since I haven't been able to join in those conversations, I've been just hearing them in my, my ears. I wanted to point you guys in a new direction. I want to say this isn't the ref's fault, Dave. This isn't the ref's fault whatsoever. It is the league's fault. And because just like any other conspiracy, what's the first thing that you do? You follow the money. And so do you know the investment that the league's making their refs in terms of salaries. If I told you the ref salaries right now, do you think you would be uh, aghast? 
You think like, oh, those millionaires are out there blowing it every week? Or are you thinking like these guys who make the same as an accountant to be on shows watched by 25 million people and get screamed at are making the same as like a junior sales guy? Boy, this is fast. Well, I can't say what my reaction is going to be because I don't know what it is, but I suspect it is going to be an underwhelming amount because people always say, man, they got to make these refs full time. Of course, they have day jobs. And like we talk about on minus three all the time, shame the devil if any of these guys day job is ocular surgeon or something where (laughs) something really bad could happen to uh, the person on the other end of this thing. Who are these people? It's, it, it fascinates me, too, of who fills these gigs. I can't wait to hear this number because, obviously, you don't do this. It's like, I'm going to pick up an extra. I'm going to I'm gonna drive some Uber in my uh, free hours there to make a few extra bucks. You don't do that. Yeah. Um, you don't become a referee for that. You do it because you want to lord over other people. It's weird. Yes. And it's so weird, and we are we're blowing a massive opportunity. So just here are the numbers, real quick. Okay, uh, this this is according to the internet. I apologize if it's wildly off, but I at least got two sources on each of the leagues. The in the NFL, the average official. You want to take a guess what the average official makes it a year? Just take a guess. Okay, so they do seventeen ish games. If you're the average officiating team, the average official or head referee. Do you have a divvy? I, I don't have it broken down my position. I, I Googled official. Okay. I mean, I think if you think about it on a per week average, that would be illuminating. I think if they make more than $3,000 a game, that would be a It's not that low. Yeah, it's not that low. So they're making two. Well, that's a lot of gravy then. I mean, that's a fair amount of cake for well, the hold average. On, person. Hold on. Is it though? They're making two hundred thousand dollars. The minimum salary is seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars for any player. The NBA, they make two hundred and fifty thousand. The minimum salary is one point one million dollars. In Major League Baseball, two hundred and thirty-five K minimum seven hundred and twenty thousand for the players. The NHL, one hundred and forty thousand dollars. Versus a $750,000 minimum. So Is that all they you, make? I'm offended for the NHL officials compared to their peer group because those guys are skating around all day long. They're skating right alongside the players. What are you yeah. doing, umpire behind the plate, other than standing there like a slob for nine innings? Well, that guy's got to like gently lean over. I mean, the guy, the first base yeah. umpire is just standing upright. He's not on skates. He's not got, you know, going backwards or anything like that. But just think about what I just told you. How much time do we spend obsessing about the single worst player in any game. None, because that guy's glued to the bench. The 53rd man in the NFL, the 15th guy in NBA, they're not determining games. How often is a referee determining a game? And so the single worst guy in any uniform, in any sport, is making 4X the guy in stripes who's actually impacting the outcome. How is that right? How is that? How is that, how is the economics of the league? Of, and I'm just not saying players should make less. I'm saying referees should make more. We should make the. We should have reality shows about them. These guys should be stars. They should be making a million dollars. They should have fantasy leagues. We should have stats and all these things that make these guys good. And then you know what? It sent them to be great. Make them afraid to lose their gig. Make them afraid to uh, lose a seven-figure job to go back and be an accountant. There should be positive incentives to be good at this, and it's going to improve the product so much more than, than an incremental investment anywhere else the sport can make. So why are the leagues asleep at the wheel and not paying these guys what they should make compared to their impact on the $5 billion they're doing in television revenue? I like where your head's at in the sense that it would one thing it would do, first of all, by the way, how raw do they have to be that their former pals are now making way more money? I'm assuming being the referee's referee on network TV. I mean, Gene yeah. Steratore sits there, John Perry and those guys sit there and they referee what the referees do and very often disagree with it. Nothing, I would say, besides HDTV. Nothing has more done more damage to the credibility of current officiating than the ex-officials who are yep. sitting up on TV saying, like, I think they got that call wrong. And it's yeah. funny because, that well, the irony is they thought, like, this will really help the nation understand the decision-making. And what it really has done is expose, like, it it's just completely random and pronouncements about 
Um, that's a call that's going to get made every time isn't a call that's and that's what vexes me is when people try to make excuses like well they had to call that then why didn't they call it last week in the other game because they don't do yeah. that they're inconsistent with that one um as far as the money goes and back to that point that i just made 42 seconds ago i think the nation would like it because if you inoculated the officials by making them so rich then you would never be able to say like, well, they're fixed. They, they paid off the refs. I know that's a, 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 a dim thing that people like to throw out anyway, but the games aren't fixed, everybody. The NFL ain't rigging games, whatever else you want to say about the league, so be it. But they ain't, they ain't fixing up the games. I can assure you that much. But if you pay them more, then the referees would be like, he's already making $2 million a year. Why would he fix a game? Well, you're like bringing up a really interesting thing into fan psychology because this is something I was thinking about. Like if you call, let's say you have bad cell phone service. I don't want to mention a specific one in case they're a sponsor, but let's say you have bad cell phone service and you call to complain about it. You're going to get a customer service rep who's making like $9 an hour and is reading from a script to try to calm you down. And you're probably going to end up screaming at that guy, but he's making nine bucks an hour in a $40 billion company. Now, is that on purpose? Like, is that on purpose? Because now you're mad at James, the customer service rep, and you're not as mad at Verizon. You personalize this to this guy. But ultimately, it is Verizon's fault. So are the referees just there to distract us? Or should Verizon have, you know, $30 customer service reps that are better? And, like, the way they deal with it is they hire these $9 an hour guys. And what do you get mad? You go full care and you ask for the manager. Okay, they have that in the professional space sports too. That's what the replay booth is. The manager ain't making $9 an hour. So if you really want to short these guys, and you really will not want to invest in them, pay the replay booth $2 million. Pay somebody here who can get this right. They can take care of your problem. Or is that the entire point? Is the entire point a way to distract to these poor saps so that you don't get mad at the ultimate uh, corporate overlord? Boy, it's you really, it's it's a fascinating thing you bring up here. And, you know, it's not a completely foreign subject to me because you know, I, I've said basically a lot of people have and me and Hench on minus three bellyache about that, that legitimately I know I'm a vain guy and I make proclamations about myself. But I sincerely think that if you put me and Kevin Hench in that nerve center, one, it would be 100 percent right. And it would be at a fraction of the time that the referee that is another aspect. Once I see the first replay, it's like, oh, well, obviously he's out of bounds. Or like, obviously he held onto that ball. And then 11 minutes from that moment, it will take before the officials actually get it right or get it wrong. It's so, yes, that is. And as far as what you're saying is, isn't the nerve center ultimately more important? Yeah, because they are objective. They're not influenced by the chanting crowd and all the other outside noise and the head coach who's working you in your ear to make that call. Like those guys are safely off in New York away from all those influences. But when I ask about this, the same answer comes back. The referees have to have on field control. The guys yeah. there uh, in between the lines, they have to have the ultimate control. They don't ultimately have the ultimate control because they can send it off to New York city to, to correct them all the time. Um, I, I, but then, I mean, then we have to invest on the on-field guys. I mean, this is kind of the point. Like the other thing that upsets me is, but aesthetically, to... but aesthetically, I really do think, and I think we would get over in in four minutes. But I really do think that baseball and its traditions. I think people fear like that would look too weird. The catcher without an umpire behind him. Like people really, I think, feel that they have to have that. That's not the case in football. Like you could rightly just about with the cameras and the quality of cameras and everything else, just about have no one there at the game and just be like, that's a flag. You know, <laughs> I, I, you would, you couldn't have the voice of God doing that. So I guess somebody has to be there to receive the message on the field that we're going to throw a yellow flag. But beyond that, they don't need that. What is the explanation of why those guys on the field have to have the control versus someone safely off in an objective space, like a nerve center in New York city? Well, I, I think, I mean, like you really want to get like big picture about this and and I haven't, I, this is, a, this is half big. This isn't a full take that I spent a lot of time on. I'm coming up with talking to my friend. I know people are listening, but I'm going to pretend like they're not like there is a human need to see somebody to blame. 
um, that a robot is is unsatisfying, right? Like it's the same reason that we need villains in movies. And sometimes they are wearing masks and sometimes they're like nameless guys just for John Wick to mow down. And then eventually you get to the big bad. And that's what these empi- empires, uh, umpires, not the empires, the umpires somewhat represent. Oh, they give Freudian us slip. fans. Freudian they, slip though. Evil they, empire. They, they give us fans a face to complain about. And it's easier to complain about the ref that is ruining our day than it is to complain about everything else that is ruining our day. And so, like, giving them a villain on the field to root for is an interesting part of the sports psychology that I don't know well, what the result would be if we took it away, even if we think we all want it. It's like self-driving cars. Like, this is interesting, Dave. Um it's something I heard somewhere. I'm sorry. I can't quote the source. Like you think about uh, self-driving cars. And so like if uh, if 100 Teslas go out there right now and 99 of them drive around the block and pull back in your driveway safely, and then one of them hits like a, a orange cone that was harmless, that was like five feet off the curb, we're like, oh, my God, we can't have self-driving cars. Like one guy hit one cone. So the whole thing is ruined. But how many 15-year-olds are out there failing driving tests every day and still getting their licenses when they show back up two weeks later? It's because they're human. And so, like, we'll accept so much human error compared to robotic error, and it's somewhat the same in refereeing. It is right. The big sell that, I mean, everybody belly aches about the individual calls, but then, like I said, you know, 15, 20 minutes ago, you know, one, once the hash feels settled, an entire football season was settled for Michigan. So people just kind of like, all right, it's all right, whatever. It's over. It would be, I almost think as a side note, I think the NCAA is going to get them still, but I think that they'll use Harbaugh leaving and all of that as an excuse to soften whatever sanctions they deliver because it's a bad look for them to do it. But yes, this sell to the world is like, Players make mistakes and the referees are human too. Like that's not the standard. They are athletic specimens trying to do the near impossible while other superhumans are trying to resist those efforts. The referees are supposed to be a hundred percent. That's the measure. The law is the law. We hear a lot about that. No one's above the law. You're supposed, you're supposed to apply the law. And yes, I know that the three people, the three cars ahead of you were also driving 81 miles an hour. And if the cop pulls you over, you get the ticket and he doesn't care about the other cars that were speeding. But again, that's harder to manage. All of our eyes, millions times over, are watching this. And so it is a bad look, literally and figuratively, when they keep screwing stuff up because there is... The uh, here's why I get the whole like, wow, they make mistakes. Okay, well, we have the means to correct it. How about that? You know, it's like people, there's a weird like entrapment or whatever that is of uh, of like you can't have those cameras catching speeding cars. There's some law Mm -hmm. against why you can't photograph it's an intrusion or something. That's not the standard (laughs) in a pro football game. You can get it right. Oh, he got it wrong. Okay, he made a mistake. Hey, you got that wrong, Charlie. Yeah. That call. End of end of story. And like, I, I feel like we're not that far away from fixing it, which makes me wonder why has it been broken for a hundred years? That's right. Like that's right. Like, like automate the things that can be automated, like ball strike calls, the ones that require judgment. Get the best humans possible. Get other superhumans to judge the superhumans. And by the way, we have an incredible work pool for this, Dave. Like we're talking about, like oh, who are these school moms who want to grow up this way? You know what? If they made as much as the league minimum, if they made seven hundred and fifty grand. You know who would be an excellent group of people to hire? The college athletes who don't go pro. Take the college athletes who are going pro in something else, and instead of having them be junior marketing executives, make them be the best referees on the planet. Like, I'm not supposed to talk about sports right now because I didn't play professionally. Like, I'm not even supposed to have this mic. I'm not supposed to have the platform to, sh- uh, to shout it to because I never laced them up. These guys did lace them up. 
And you have this, all these people, you have thousands and thousands of incredible specimens who have a decade of high level competition. Let's put them in camp. Let's pay them a million bucks. Let's make it impossible for them to get out of camp, right? Like we're only taking five of you guys. We're having the referee draft at the end of this. Only five of you are going to make it this year. And you know what? You might have a 20 year career doing it. And if you're successful, if you're in the Hall of Fame of refs, go up to the booth. Now you make money up in the booth because now you're the supervisor. Like, why aren't we fixing this? Why are we paying these people $140,000? Pay them the league minimum. Pay them like, as much as the worst player on there. And let's fix this. But here, well, you know what? I I kind of have, have hinted at this. And, and I think you kind of have narrowed my focus to me. We already have the answer. It's extra bad. Well, I, I guess I just said it myself five minutes ago with the stereotypes of the world, like they thought that this would make it okay, more palatable. Now, see, now we have a referee explaining this for society and now we understand the rules. The answer is, and and really, how often do you disagree with Steratur or Pereira or Perry? It's because they are objectively looking at it, like, I think they got that call wrong. And you really, right? Don't you feel good that they got it right? Put yeah. me and Steratore in the booth. <laughs> Problem solved. They'll be like, all right, okay, like don't, I get you, Steratore, you're probably technically right, but your school marmon it there. It didn't impact the result of the play. We're going to let this one go. And guess what? It'll take 20 seconds and the games will be quicker and everybody will be way more satiated by the quality of the calls. I really, I, I, I really do think, and you know, people don't like change and their relationships and their broader unions at play with the officials and their connection with the leagues and everything else. But you're right. These things stand in the way of what already exists as a solve for all these problems for real. Fix it. Cause there still is the human error involved in it. They, the answer is available to all of us. Thanks to HGTV and seven or eight cameras being at every football game. And if you were making a million dollars to sit in that booth and I told you, Dave Damashek, uh, we're going to have a tribunal after every game. And if you're not right 90% of the time, you're going back to working in marketing. Like you're out. You would work so gosh darn hard at your craft. You would be honing tape. You'd be watching calls. You'd be you know doing everything because you don't want to lose it, but they're not going to do it. Like. Tell Shaq in the booth, let's just do something. Let's do something that I'm not going to get a two-minute report the next day saying, here's why you lost all your money gambling. And there's people up in the bar in the great state of Washington aren't talking about these referee calls. Like Martin Weiss is still talking about the Saints non-call five minutes later. Let's do something to fix this, Dave Damashek. Listen, all we can do is talk into these microphones. I think <laughs> we're doing noble work by doing that. And we're, we're bringing, we're trying at least to, we, I think you like the world. I think you like the sure. sports world. I do too. I'm trying to leave it a little bit better than I found. That's all. All right. Well, let's try to leave our picks a little bit better than we found them. I know we just had a great episode of minus three, but we'll finally get to trendy right after the sponsor. You know, when the conversation turns tampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account 
account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Voidware prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, we are back and no more refs talk for at least a few minutes until I get into one of my picks for today. Uh, but Dave, you have the lead and so you have the pleasure of going first. What is your heart pick? My heart pick is, um, this is, the, I, you, it's funny you would say that it is my heart pick and I'm not doing this on purpose, but Carter Hart is the netminder for the Philadelphia <laughs> Flyers. And... They are coming apart ever so slightly. Talent doesn't equal where they are in the standings, and they are starting to regress, as I predicted they would, against the Penguins and even before that. Now here come the Blue Blanc Rouge, a legitimately bad hockey team in 2023 and in 2024. But the Flyers ain't great shakes either. There's some real value in the visiting Habs in Philadelphia as Philadelphia is a sports town. They're coming apart Worrying sick about Jalen Hurts. Little appetizer of pain for you tonight. Montreal Canadiens go in there and leave with a straight-up victory, and that's going to pay you out at plus 150. Ooh, all right. Straight money line. I like it for a, a puck dog. I'm going to have to take a hard look at that one. Uh, I am also going with an underdog tonight, though I'm not taking on the money line because the team they are playing is undefeated at home, as you might have heard. Uh, the Timberwolves are plus nine against the Celtics at minus 110 over at Caesars. The Timberwolves continue to need measuring sticks to go against as they try to prove themselves, and they have the one that's the, the longest in the league right now. They have the home team that is defending an undefeated record. They are the title favorites. They are uh, not coming off a of back-to-back, so they're decently rested, and I'm taking the Timberwolves anyway. This is exactly why it's a hard pick. I think they Anthony Edwards still continues to have things to prove. I think they really do measure themselves against the top five trying to show they belong i think nine is just too many points like you're telling me if the celtics win this by five or, or six 
uh, or three or whatever the number might be that the Celtics are going to be upset with that result. They're getting this hungry Timberwolves team and they have to cover a massive number. Tatum is a little bit banged up, although he's off the injury report tonight. But Porzingis and Holiday are questionable. Who knows if they're going to be full strength? And people talk about the Timberwolves coming off a back-to-back, but they destroyed the Magic last night. They were up 17 after the first quarter. They're up 30 at the half. And so while it's a back-to-back and they still have the same travel, they don't have the same high-intensity minutes in a short time frame. Like those guys could coast the entire second half. Edwards only had six points tonight. I think they show up. I think they show out. And I think they cover this nine tonight pretty easily. I think it's a really wise sort of analysis you just brought to it. The only concern I have is, is that as we're in these mid-season doldrums of professional basketball and professional hockey and all of that, I mean, spoiler alert, I'm going to give you another hockey pick in just a second here, um, is that all these guys, as we know, look for a reason to have a chip on their shoulder. There's been some impugning of Jason Tatum specifically in the media in the last handful of days. Maybe he wants to try and stick it to anybody. I think, though, you are absolutely right. Speaking of the human condition and where the Minnesota Timberwolves are in the hierarchy of pro basketball, they perceive themselves as needing to show something. They yes. show up to these big time games looking to prove a point to themselves, if to nobody else. And so I think that that carries the day. And I think you're wise on that. Although I would look at Tatum's individual point total, because I bet you he tries to show out to stick it to whoever bad mouthed him this past week. It's true. We just saw it with Jalen Brown with Tatum out on Monday. Jalen Brown went for over 40. And, you know, he's been taking a lot of heat lately as not being a uh, good enough second banana. And suddenly he was put in the primary position and he put up, you know, uh, a huge game. You can kind of afford to do that crap when when you have 82 games, right? Like, I'm going to stick it to him in game number 37 (laughs) on the calendar on a Wednesday night. I shall prove to the world, you know, kind of. I also love that it is Boston that has this home street going. Uh, if it was another place, I'm not sure I would hear about it. But is there any city in America that directly feels like they can influence the outcome on the field or the court or wherever it might be more than Boston? So this home thing is perfect for them because they think they are the third reason. There's there's Jason, there's Jalen, and oh, then yeah. there's the home crowd. And that's why they're 16-0. and 0. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, to answer your question, Philadelphia is the answer. I, I mean, and and I have as a Pittsburgh sports fan lamented and, and discouraged um, fellows fans of that town to not try and mimic what Philly and Boston. It is not a good thing. You are participating too much as a fan base. And by the way, as a local media, if you are actively get making guys leave town, cause it's too much to deal with. That's not a great day. Yeah. I, and I think people love to be a tough guy so much that if it costs some good players who go elsewhere and thrive, I, I mean, what it's like, Hey, Philly ain't a sports town for everybody. Like yeah. you ain't tough. We'll, we'll, we'll force you out. Like, are you doing your sports town a favor when you do that? Well, I, I also think of like the seven year old anyway. kid who was in the crowd when they were booing Santa Claus, like probably in tears as he thinks he's getting cold in his stocking. I mean, listen, yeah, listen, I, I I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Cause it'll be another 20 minutes, but I mean, I, I, over the course of this football season, the demands from Steelers fans to fire this guy and get rid of that guy. Like, what are you, what are you doing? What are, what are you doing? You're, you're being a weirdo. Like I was trying to, trying to negatively, it's one thing that you don't have to be a cuck and just a thumbs up everything your team does. But on the other hand, you don't have to actively participate in their demise. It's weird. Anyhow. Uh, I think it's absolutely perfect that I began with a riff about how Boston sports fans think they are incredibly impactful. And it ended with you talking about Pittsburgh. That seems very, very on the nose for everybody. Please what tell do you us got about the, the Capitals. Talk, talk about the five-year <laughs> plan for the Washington Capitals instead. Oh my gosh. If you find one, please send it my way. For all of the Washington sports teams, we're the exact opposite of Washington. I'm just waiting to trash my guys because that's what I've been doing for so long. What do you got? The well, I think that's weird. I know that that's <laughs> that's. I think that's probably about half the world now who watches sports. They just are looking for an excuse to complain about something like this is supposed to be the distraction. Everybody, this is the good times. Get excited if your teams. What am I distracted player. by though? What am I distracted? When the nationals were good, I was going to a ton of nationals games. We were winning. I still go okay, to games. I'm not a fair weather fan, but when all the teams are bad, when there's no bright spot, all you can do is complain. Cause what am yeah. I going to be happy about? Like, 
What am I going to be happy about? I guess I have Harris, I have Harris, I have nothing good to say to you yeah. about that right now. I have I I have no happy spin to provide to a Washington D.C. sports fan, except that you got rid of Dan Snyder. That I mean that's that's like, you all gotta, we got. Right. Well, that should be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's keep happy spinning here. What's in the head category? In the head category, I was surprised. And like I say, I'm sticking to the ice surface. And I was surprised to see that the Dallas Stars, who are a legit good team and have a real shot at surviving the Campbell Conference, mighty as it is, they call it the, I think they call it the Western Conference these days. Either way, the Stars are good and playing in their uh, in their home joint against the struggling Minnesota Wild. Why then am I getting plus money Mm-hmm. on the stars with the puck line a goal and a half plus 130 is the payout give me the dallas stars all day this seems too easy well that makes me nervous because you know puck as well as anybody i know and then you see something's too easy that's it starts to feel like a rat line and you're eating yeah. the cheese well i see i but i i, I yeah except i just belly ached about the cynics in the world so i don't want to be one of them. <laughs> fair enough Uh, So I am going with a classic head pick here, Dave. I'm going with a gentleman. I have not watched play a single time this year, but the stats look too good to be true. It's Jalen Tyson from Cal over 27.5 points, rebounds, and assists. And you have a no jive policy. I'm not going to jive you. I'm not crunching a bunch of Cal tape in November to make sure that he's going to hit this number, but I've seen the results. He's hit this uh, mark in 86% of games and is averaging 20 and seven and three, giving him a variety of avenues to get to to get over the 27.5 and cash my bets he's playing colorado tonight and both cal and colorado are averaging 73 possessions per game which isn't the running revs but it's plenty to get him to his averages and win this wager so without ever watching him shoot a ball this year or rebound or pass i'm confident he's gonna do all three tonight because he's been doing it all season and i'm getting basically even money for him to do it this evening I appreciate your candor on the subject uh, that you have not been uh, taking a real hard look at things. And yet you sound so confident. It's hard not to tail you. You know what, though? I'm going to retroactively, I'm going to tail the T-Wolves pick instead. I like that pick, though. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you this. You do a good job of justifying where your head's at, at least. I'll give you credit for that. Well, the head category starts to become interesting. As much as I'll attack Hench. For singing songs about Bobby Orr or Jim Brown, even though he's never seen either one of them play a game, I'm a little specious about <laughs> about betting on a team I've never seen play. Yeah, well, that's the whole part of the head category. Remove all passion and bias. And how do you remove it any more than never seeing the guy play? There's no way my eyes can lie to me if they ever lay eye, uh, never lay sight on the guy. So we'll see. We'll see if the numbers just bear out. And if I can do better on that than I can do on you know teams that I know inside and out. All right. I like it. All right. On the heater, you're continuing to fade the caps. Uh, that hasn't paid off quite for you yet, so we can't give you a status uh, status check. You're feeling good about the next two caps games, though, right? I am. the cra- Well, the, the next three. Tonight is, yeah. wait, is it? Yeah, no, wait, we, we still have until Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. And just That's for right. the record, because I, I like to be right, um, I'm more confident that the rags are going to cover the goal line on both Saturday and Sunday than I, I than I am against the Kraken. However, the Kraken looked awfully good on Tuesday night, so I feel confident as the as the Caps probably fade in the second half of the season. But yes, over the course of three games, I I stand by that pick. Can't have any bright spots here in the DMV. Uh, I gave out Kawhi Leonard plus the Clippers money line, and there's there's a little egg on my face, Sheck. I did not realize at Caesars that you could combine full uh, full game assists, but they will not let you combine first quarter assists with the money line. Haven't been betting a lot of Clippers money lines this year, so it was the first time that I tried to do it in this particular game, and they're usually very generous about letting you combine bets. That was not eligible, but the good news is it didn't matter because Kawhi lost anyway. Uh, so I'm going to take a slight pivot. I'm still going to take Kawhi on the over first quarter assists for the rest of my heater, but I will pair it with another first quarter bet 
in order to uh, to make it legit over at Caesars, who I want you all to be gambling on. So I'm going with Wemby to go over one and a half first quarter rebounds. You put it with Kawhi, it's plus 168. Quick rationale. Uh, Kawhi is still at 77% on the year. He's getting the Raptors on a back-to-back tonight. And as I, I foreshadowed earlier, with all that ref talk that was happening early on, the, the Raptors are highly distracted. Their coach blew up with the refs last night. I think it's going to be fascinating. I think this can you know, play out one of two ways. It could play out in like, oh, this is what they're focused on. Or two other positive things can happen. Galvanizes the team around a common enemy. Those villains, the ref. Or the refs are now so on notice that they gave out such a giant free throw disparity that the uh, Raptors are going to walk to the line like 45 times tonight. Because that is, we keep talking about the human condition. The human condition is to avoid scrutiny. And one way to avoid scrutiny is just to give in to the guy complaining. Negotiate with the emotional coaching terrorists and give them what they want, which is the foul calls. On the other side, uh, Spurs Pistons. Wemby has hit this mark 81%. I can see uh, Jalen Duran going at him to prove a point. But you can only prove a point so much to a guy who's 7-5 just needs two rebounds gonna be a lot of misses in that game like his chances to collect two and i love the payout of plus 168 for both of these things to happen very smart you did a good job of justifying it i'll give you that much hey all right well luckily i get paid to talk into these mics even if my best win or lose but for your sake at home i hope that you're following me when i'm right and fading me when i'm wrong and i I think that's what you need to do is if you're listening right now, you start to need you, you need to start letting Toby know if you're riding with him, if you're fading him. Either way, you got to let him know it um, at your earliest uh, opportunity, because that's what it, talk about doesn't want the scrutiny. Toby is saying that about other people. <laughs> scrutiny. Scrutiny. Give me the give me that give me that bright light. Hit me hit us up at extra points on uh, Twitter. Hit me up on Twitter. I promise I'll start checking it if I have mentions, and we'll see if you guys are fading or following me. I want to make some people some money out there, Dave. Uh, and I haven't been doing it in the cred category, but you sure have with that Michigan pick. So what are you giving out if you had one pick to give? Forget everything else you said. This entire show, you had one to give. Which one is it? Well, the you know, I almost went with the aforementioned stars pick, but instead I'm going to focus on the main event in the NHL. It appears to be a juicy game. And in fact, it is. It's the defending Stanley Cup champs playing against the team that won the Stanley Cup two years ago. I'm talking about the Knights and I'm talking about the Avalanche here. And little surprised once again that the Avs are getting plus 162 if they cover that puck line. Now, this is a classic Dave debate. Do I go with the safer money line? Because I am confident in Colorado. By the way, the Knights have won three of their last 10 games in regulation. That's hard to do in the NHL these days. Mm -hmm. Like It's hard to – but they are suffering are the Knights, whereas the Avs are really starting to kick it into high gear. McCarr, the best defenseman, maybe – challenging Connor McDavid. I don't want to get hyperbolic for the best player in the entire league. Nathan McKinnon making a chase at making a push for the Hart trophy. All that amounts to Colorado winning in front of the home crowd there. Do I go money line though? Or do I go puck line? Cause if we're going cred, I should just take the money line at uh, minus one forty five. We want to make it a little bit more fun though. Take it up to a goal and a half and the payout is plus one sixty two. So which one are you doing? I don't know. I defer to you. What do you think is best? What well, do you think is good? Uh, I'll tell you what. I will tail you if you go with the money line. Okay, done. Consider there we go. it done. All I right. want to. I also want to make like a Nathan McKinnon. I want to parlay it with a McKinnon goal. But see, then we're getting loose and we're not doing a cred pick, and so I don't want to do that. I love your discipline. I'm the first person who's ever told you that. So on credibility, I am banking on the blue bloods tonight of UConn and Kansas. Money line parlay, you put them together, you get it minus 105. And you don't often go broke betting on the blue bloods in college basketball, particularly ones that are ranked in the top five. UConn only has two losses on the year, with one being to the aforementioned Kansas. And they take on a very average Xavier team tonight. They've had five days since their last game, and they don't have a big game that they're going to look past Xavier to on the horizon. So I can't think of an obvious 
obvious reason that their superior quality won't get them the W tonight. Same thing with Kansas, who has an even more lopsided matchup as they're the 13-1 Jayhawks take on a Central Florida team that just got beat by 25 points by Kansas State as they're trying to adjust to the big boy league of the Big 12. I don't expect them to get a warm welcome against the big baddies of the Big 12 tonight. See an easy rock chalk route, and hopefully that is equally easy for me to cash on this Moneyline Parlay at minus 105, Dave. You uh, you are, are working on a different level than I am because, I, like I just said, I don't know that a parlay is that right. I mean, is that how many times has a parlay fit in the cred category? I do hear you, the blue bloods. Believe me, I just saw one of the teams that wears literal powder, uh, not powder blue. Well, in fact, over the last week, powder blue from North Carolina and then royal blue from North Carolina and Duke. Uh, vanquished my Pitt Panthers and how it really hurt my feelings in a bad way. Blue blood program. So I do dig at this point in the college basketball slate that these teams are going to start to emerge. So I think you're, you're wise there. I do though wonder about a parlay for a cred pick. That seems too bold. I thought we no, just discussed this. Yeah, but it's the money line, baby. It's it's not the okay. spread. If I was throwing the spread, it would be like plus 264. But you throw the money lines together, you get that nice minus 105. And then you just don't have to worry about the fouling at the end of the game. They just have to come out with the W, right. which That's they smart. do over and over and over and over again. Especially like Martin and I talked about this, Dave. This would be interesting to hear your take. And then we'll, we'll take our break and do the second guess express. If you can identify something that happens so infrequently, why not parlay that together? Like the Pistons have won three games. The Wizards have won five games. The Spurs have won four games. Games, how often can you lose if you parlay those together? Because the, the other result doesn't happen that often. And these blue blood college programs that are going 30 and two or 29 and four, you put two of them together on any night they play together. How often can it overlap? And if you're getting close to even money, then it seems like you'd come out uh, in the positive if you do it every single time. Okay. Yeah, I buy your logic. I, I mean, it does make all the sense in the world. Yes. Are both those teams going to win? Yes. Let's not uh, let's not overcomplicate it. You're absolutely yeah. Let's let's not screw around with it. All right. Well, hopefully you'll buy what our sponsors are pitching. Let's give them a little bit of space to do so, and we'll be right back after this break. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Three, two, one. All right, Dave, we are back. And I think we gave out a really strong slate today. You gave out four hockey picks. And as we keep talking about, you know hockey as well as anybody, certainly at the network. And, and maybe walking the big blue marble. I'll, I'll let you be the one to uh, to fully make that claim. And I think I gave out a really well-researched and well, well-spoken losers tonight that if they lose, then you'll at least say, well, he knew what he was talking about. The one that I set onto my bench, though, is still in the NBA. And it is the 76ers getting a point and a half against the lowly Hawks. And of course you hear that. You're just like the 76ers are a threat to go to the finals against this Hawks team that's a threat to fall out of the playoffs entirely. Why are they getting points? It's because Joel Embiid is hurt. But the rest of the Sixers are not slouches. Maxie is going to go off tonight. And they're playing a Hawks team who's the worst team in the entire league against the spread. So fading them blind is never a bad thing. And we saw this with the Grizzlies the other night. Like you brought out like, oh, how hard are they really going to go in, in game 36? of the 82-game season. Well, the Grizzlies took it to the Mavericks in the first game without John Morant because when you have a guy go down, you push it so much harder to get your own shine, to get your own pub, to say this is more than a one-man show. And so I think when the line 
swings too hard, like giving the Hawks points against the Sixers, it gives you an opportunity to jump on it. Not enough to throw it in my four, but enough to mention it at the bottom of the show. Very good. I like it. Um, I, by the way, have to go back to what you said a couple minutes ago and uh, with the um, nose puck better than anybody. No, no. I'll correct this and I'll give credit where it's due. Eddie Spaghetti knows it better. And my um, and my um, pick in this spot a couple of days ago, as I told Eddie Spaghetti, I just went with your rags against the Canucks. He's like, I think that's a stay away. I don't like that. And the Canucks hammered the rags. So he was right. Nevertheless, I'm kind of going to go against myself here, play a little devil's damashek. I Ooh. told you about the Avs. I just don't think it's any fun to bet McKinnon at minus 140 and Mika Rantanen is also a goal scoring machine at minus 135. So I'm going to avoid the abs altogether and go with the uh, the most likely to score a goal for the Knights. I didn't predict anything about a Colorado Avalanche shutout after all. Jack Eichel plus 120. Now you have it both ways, everybody. It's not a proper hedge, but now you have a little something on both sides if you're watching the big game in the NHL tonight. We like to do that. I like to have a little action on both sides. And then no matter who has the puck or the ball or whatever is in possession, then you just got something to root for. So there's you. Like, you're not just surviving. You're living. You're finding a way to enjoy all 60 minutes of the action. I don't give a crap about either one of those teams. I may as well try to make money off of both of them. I don't give a crap about either one of those teams. Is the unofficial modeling of gamblers everywhere. Uh, so here at Extra Points. <laughs> I like are, that. That should be your tagline going forward. <laughs> uh, we are having another full week over on Waiver Wire. They broke down fantasy postseason and how they're going to attack that market. Uh, no reason fantasy should stop after 17. There's definitely a reason you shouldn't do it in week 18. But once you get in the playoffs, pick it back up again. If you would love to uh, enjoy other people's happiness for once, uh, we've talked about not always wallowing in misery. Try to get in on the good stuff too. Martin Weiss is full-throated excited about his Michigan Wolverines winning the national title on Lemon Pepper Parlay. He gave you a, a great preview and recap of his emotional state, and it is euphoric. Uh, oh, we're doubling I'll down on that, as a matter of fact, on extra points uh, with Sarah Tiana on uh, on this Wednesday afternoon. So be on the lookout for that. We want to give him some praise. And also, he's going to be a little caught up in his feelings because he was right about the Saints being underwhelming this year. I told him, oh, they're going to win the division. He was right. Yep. So I guess he has that victory too. And that was fun to have him back on. And, you know, Mark beat me by one game in the staff picks pool. I won't mention where you finish, Shek. I uh, usually finish ahead of me, but this was my year. Um, Season's still the going. Didn't you just say that? Season ain't <laughs> over yet. I guess that's true. You should catch me. I think I just sealed my fate. Uh, Mark broke down all six of the games, and he has been hot, so make sure you listen to him. But if you want to listen to one game broken down in an hour of detail, you have minus three, where you guys really got into the Steelers and Bills. Right, Sheck? We did, and no apologies coming for doing that. These playoff games are super fun, and as a fan of one of these teams, I really focused in on that. We both sides did real good with uh, a Bills voice. And the Steelers voice dig in on that. No, none of the jive about like, should they start Mason Rudolph? Guess what? That's what they're going to do. We get into the advantages at various spots on the field. And uh, I thought it was a pretty legit conversation um, about what's going to go down on Sunday. But to your point, these are the good times. Enjoy the football playoffs, everybody. Season's going to be over before you know it. I know. And enjoy the 15-minute pregame show and the Hench episode that will come out before Dave and I spend on Friday. And something I don't normally plug. If you listen to all these plugs, you're like, ah, that sounds like a lot, Toby. That sounds like just way too much of my time. We put out a best of episode every Friday. Dip your toe in. Give us a half hour. Give all of our shows just a couple of minutes to listen to and then see if it's worth listening to the next week. I highly recommend it. Producers put it together and it is dynamite stuff. I will take the taste test against any other network's best 30 minutes against ours. So, Dave, anything else to say before we head into the show on Friday where we'll pay off our competition? Well, no, because, of course, that's prime time. Then we'll be talking about football games and football games and football games. And I can't wait. I'm just biding my time until the wild card round. 
commences. Yeah, the head pick will be somebody I have heard of and watched play. I, that is my Murgler trendy guarantee. On, on, on Mason Friday. Rudolph, huh? Okay. We, we will settle all hash. I will give out a lot of Rudolph interception props. I'll give him half, one and a half. Hasn't thrown one. Hasn't in. thrown one since he got in there, man. <laughs> all right. Well, the guy on the other side has thrown plenty. He very well might show up an interception prop on Friday. I love to bet those Josh Allen ones. But you'll have to tune in on Friday to see. Until that time, enjoy the action and get ready for the playoffs. Get right. Get your head uh, in the right place and come back. Join us on Friday and we will see you then. Take care, everyone. 